In today's episode, we've got updates on some upcoming chapbooks. And we'll talk a little bit about the Sealy Challenge. Welcome to episode nine of The Chapbook. I'm your host, Noah Stetzer. And I'm Ross White. Noah and I are the directors and editors at Bull City Press, which publishes chapbooks and occasionally full-length books of poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. We started this podcast to talk about our love of chapbooks, to demystify the publishing process, and share chapbook news and happenings. All right, no, I'm excited this week because we've been saying that one of the things we wanted to do on this show was provide some updates about chat books. And today we got them. We got a list of some upcoming titles we're going to talk a little bit about. Yeah, I'm always excited to have the opportunity to celebrate chat books in general and specifically chat books from some of these really terrific presses. First up, coming out August 15th, 2021. That's just a few days away. The book's called and watch how easily the jaw sings of God. It's by Ashley Klein, and it's coming out from Glass Poetry Press. Glass Poetry is one of the places that I go back to again and again. I really enjoy what they're doing over there. Their selection of poets, the poems, they're really, they got a lot of traction with me. Time and time again, Anthony Frame has found work from emerging poets that just totally rocks my socks. Glass Poetry Press is one of my favorites. Whenever I'm teaching courses in poetry writing, I'm always telling my students, hey, these are chapbooks that you need to be buying. And I'm really pumped about this one. I think this is a chapbook where you have a little bit of a sample for us, isn't it? I was thinking, oh, you know, I'll kind of flip through this, read two or three poems. I ended up reading the whole thing in one sitting, just devoured this chapbook. Here's a little excerpt from a poem called, What is a Love Poem If Not the Way She Says Good Morning? Listen to these lines. And what is a love poem if not wishing myself into leaf and petal and soil and root so that my potted plant mouth blooms always for you? And what is a love poem if not wanting you to fill the shape of every room that I am ever in? You, moonlight through an open window. And me, politely asking the oxygen from my lungs as to make more space for you. Wow. Great reading and terrific poem. Boy, I can see why you couldn't put it down. All right, next up. Coming up August 24th from Black Lawrence Press. It's Hex and Howl. It's a collaborative chapbook by Simone Mensch and Jackie K. White. What I like about this project this collaborative chapbook, it borrows lines from other poets and other sources. And it begins with a cento pulling from Minch and White's own work. Yeah, they've got that uh, section sort of in the middle of the chap that is full of these sort of self-portraits that borrow lines. And the idea, we talked about collaborative chaps with Tyler Mills and Kendra DiColo. But the way that this one is collaborating with its lineage, its poetic lineage, as well as with each other, the way that these poets are sort of borrowing from each other, I'm just, I'm fascinated by that. I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I do too. Now, there's a couple books coming up for pre-order. They're coming out from Lillet Press. The first one's called How He Loved the Bones by Caitlin Scarano. This one's going to be printed on letterpress at Woodside Press in New York City's historic Brooklyn Navy Yard and then hand-sewn. 
It's not going to ship until early September, but it is available for pre-order. And this is one that's going to sort of explore the complexities of growing up in the rural South and how we connect in the wake of multi-generational trauma. If you're interested in it, there's a chapbook trailer that's on the Lele Press site. And Lele Press is L-I-L-L-E-T. While you're at that site, also look for the pre-order for Four Places by Nick Earhart, which is also coming from Lele Press and due to land sometime in September. Yeah, that one's a blend of poetry, comics, and visual art. This is Nick Earhart's first chapbook collection. He's been working across media for quite some time. This one's also going to be printed letterpress. It's going to be stapled. I think this one's going to be just beautiful. Ross, earlier you mentioned that you picked up Ashley Klein's title from Glass Poetry and read it in one sitting. And that couldn't be a better description of how something like the Sealy Challenge works. Oh, the Sealy Challenge. One of my favorite months is August. I know that as a poet, I'm supposed to love April because it's National Poetry Month. But for me, August has become National Poetry Month because poets are reading and poets are sharing all throughout the month. Yeah. One of the things I really like about the Sealy Challenge in August is that it feels like a working poet's National Poetry Month, right? Oh, yeah, completely. The genesis of the Seeley Challenge, if I'm remembering correctly, and I may not be, was that Nicole Seeley herself, a wonderful poet, had gotten sort of to this point in the year and realized that she she hadn't been reading at the level that she wanted to be reading. And so she committed herself to reading a book of poetry every day for a month. And the exercise proved so generative for her, so useful for her, that she shared it with others and issued that challenge to as many working poets as would take up that challenge to read a book a day for a month. You know, this always reminds me of advice that I've heard from just about every writing mentor I've ever encountered, which is to write well, one needs to read a lot. And so when I talk about this being the working poets poetry month, that's really what's Sticks in my mind. I think a lot of working poets use the Sealy Challenge to catch up on contemporary books, to get a good survey of what's come out in the last year. And of course, when you're reading a book a day, that can get to be sort of a breakneck pace. But you know what makes for the perfect experience during the Sealy Challenge? I'm not sure, but I I think I have a guess. Or would you <laughs> guess chapbooks? Maybe chapbooks. <laughs> The Sealy Challenge is such a great place to be sampling broadly. And I think that sampling collections with shorter arcs, sampling collections that have a a certain daring do in a small space gives you a chance to really process, but also really to hold the work, not necessarily in comparison or competition with the other books that you're reading, but to put them in a space where they're in conversation with each other in your mind, in your writer's mind. One of the things I really like about the Sealy Challenge that I've noticed over the last couple of years is that some folks, actually most folks, post online a picture of the stack of books they intend to read. And in those stacks, you often see books that have been in their library for years. And so it's an opportunity to go back and revisit some titles that have had an impact on you as a writer. Or if you're like me, it's a good chance to go back and revisit books that you bought in 2014 
had on the nightstand table forever and just never <laughs> quite got to. And it's time. It's time. I have too many of those. But I think like any poet, I buy more books. You know, my eyes are bigger than my stomach when it comes to book buying. I would be remiss if I wouldn't mention that today, just today, I was scanning through Twitter and the Sealy Challenge hashtag and saw a photograph of a stack of poetry books that had been taken out of the library. So it's also a great opportunity to perhaps revisit or visit for the first time your local library. One of my favorite things about keeping up with Twitter in August is that so many poets are posting poems from the collections that they're reading, you know, as a form of evidence, but also as a form of celebration of the diversity of American letters, how exciting it is to be a poet right now. The Steely Challenge feels like a grassroots kind of opportunity, one that doesn't have a lot of guidance or restrictions. And so while its genesis is in the idea of reading a book of poems a day, each day in the month of August. I also like that you can jump in anytime. Yeah, we're close to mid-month now, but that doesn't mean it's too late to start. Go ahead, grab a stack of how many days are left. This is going to show how bad my math skills are, but grab a stack of 18 books. Noah, have you done the Sealy Challenge? Oh my gosh, yes. My first Sealy Challenge was last summer during the quarantine days of 2020 when I pulled a stack of uh, poetry books off my shelves, carefully curated the 31 poets that I would spend the month with and took my little photograph as a way of keeping myself accountable with the world at large for the books that I would be reading for the month. And I did enjoy it very much. I love those photographs of people's stacks. You know, when you, when you want to lose weight, sometimes you'll sort of publicly say, here's my goal. I feel like that the photo is sort of the same thing, that public goal setting, only instead of one of loss, it's one of expansion. I'm always so impressed by folks who can make a Twitter thread day after day of their Sealy Challenge titles. I'm not nearly as technically savvy as they are. Said the man who does all of the social media for Bull City Press. You lie. <laughs> you lie. How about you, Ross? Have you done the Sealy Challenge? I did. My first Sealy Challenge was a couple years ago, and I got to the end of the month, and I focused largely on chapbooks. I had a bunch of chapbooks to read at that point. And the cool thing was when I hit the end of the month, it was so good for me. I actually kept it going, and I lasted about 95 days of reading a book a day. And I have to say that my own creative work was so much more fulfilling during that time. It's a practice I know I need to get back into. And mm, that's a that's a rough admission, right? That the the other work that we do takes us away from the fundamental joy of reading. I think that's why I'm really grateful to Nicole Seely for really publicly reminding us that all of the other things around us are separate from and not fundamental to the process by which we read and engage. And for me, my own writing is part of my engagement with my reading. And so the Sealy Challenge always reminds me to go back to that very simple value, which is to be conversant. Wow, that was terrific and very well said. All right, folks, if you like this podcast, why not go ahead and click subscribe? Or better yet, tell a friend. We're on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, and all the other major pod places. Every review matters for a little podcast like ours. So if you have a moment, let us know what you think. You can find out what we are up to by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull City Press or visiting BullCityPress.com. You can find me on Twitter at DC Noah. 
And you can find me at Ross White. If you've got chapbook news or questions about chapbooks that you want answered, you can email us at chapbook at bullcitypress.com. Thanks so much for listening. Go read 31 books. 